Welcome to the Pearl Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blesses you in a way that is inspiring, encouraging, and transformational. For more information about our church, please go to thepearlchurch.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Series called Make a Way. And I figured I'm just going to jump right into this series that we've been going through so, uh, all summer. I've been so blessed. I even went this week on our Facebook page, the Pearl Church's Facebook page, and scrolling through and listening to a few of the sermons. I encourage you to do so well. If you miss one of the weeks, you can check them out there. And I've been blessed. And uh, again, I want to thank you. I said this first service, but thank you guys for being a way maker uh, for, for, for me and for allowing God to use you. And, uh, but ultimately, Jesus is the way maker, right? And, uh, and so we're going to look at a few scriptures, and then we'll jump in. But I want to begin at first with the book of Isaiah. A great book in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. This is the prophet Isaiah, and he says these words. He says, for my thoughts, and he's prophesying, he's speaking as a mouthpiece for God. And he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. How many of you believe that for your life? that God's ways are so much higher. God's ways eclipse our ways. He's amazing. Psalms chapter 23, and this is King David, and he says this. This is a famous verse. Many of you know this verse. But he says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me behind, beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, or the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and staff, they comfort me. And in John chapter 4, verse 6, again on this series, The Way, the, the way Maker, I love, I love how this series isn't called uh, Making a Way. It's, it's the way maker. It, it points to Jesus. He's the way maker. And in, in fact, he says right here, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one can come through the, to the Father or get through to the Father, but through me. You have to go through Jesus. He's the way maker. And in Matthew chapter 14, and this is where I want to camp this morning, is a story that many of you are probably familiar with, and it's the story of Jesus walking on water. This is Matthew's version. It's also in the book of Mark, and it's also in the book of John. But I love Matthew, and he starts out with immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. Uh, this, is, this happens right after, this story takes place right after Jesus feeds 5,000. And he tells his disciples to get into a boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the river and he dismisses the crowd. What crowd again? The 5,000 that he just fed. And after he dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land. And the boat was buffeted by waves because the wind was, was against it. And so here, get the picture. I love the book of Mark because the book of Mark uh, gives a little bit more detail and it talks about the disciples on this boat and they were about three or four miles away from shore. And it says, Mark says they were straining at the oars. Mark chapter six, they were straining, they were struggling. Why? Because there were waves. The waves were, were roaring. That's again, Mark says the waves were roaring. They're in raging waters. Uh, the storm was, was hitting the boat and they were struggling. And shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It was like a Stephen King movie. I mean, they're like, what? Like freaking out. In fact, they thought it was a ghost. 
and they cried out in fear, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said, and then Peter did this phenomenal, amazing, great act. He got out of the boat and he walked on water and he came towards Jesus, but Jesus saw, but excuse me, when Peter saw the wind and the waves, he was afraid and began to sink and then cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Um, I'm going to share just from this thought through it all, as we're on the way maker. Uh, God's not just the way maker. He's the way through it all maker. He's the way through it all the way maker. He can get you through whatever you're going through. He can get you through um, because he's, he's the Son of God. He's Jesus. He's our God. So let's pray this morning, and I'll just share some simple thoughts. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. God, I thank you for the Pearl Church, God. I thank you for this amazing community, this amazing people. God, the precious people here, that the plans that you have. God, plans to uh, do great, amazing things, God. And I pray that there's some people here that may be stuck, God. They, they're going through some, some things, and they're believing for a, a breakthrough. They're believing for you to get them through whatever they're going through, God. God, you are well able. You're on our side. You're coming to us. We love you. God, help me to communicate your word. I give you all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' name. In your name, amen. <clears throat> amen. Um, how many of you have ever been set up, like, in a relationship? Uh, whether it's a date or someone you know said, you know, so-and-so would be good to you. And so they, uh, they went to elaborate lengths to orchestrate circumstances so that you can be at a particular time or a particular place with a particular someone. Or how many of you have set someone up? How many of you have the gift of set up, right? Um, I think my wife has a particular gift called the gift, the gift of set up. Uh, um, in fact, we just had some friends in town a few months ago. They were visiting the church here. They're friends of ours, friends with Pastor Doug and Anna. They actually stayed at their house and they came to Lisa and I and they said, and they said you know, you know, to my wife, they said, you know, like we're, we're together because of you. And then, and then Lisa, I, I was like, I, I, I vaguely remember, like elaborate. And, uh, and they, be, they started to tell the story when my wife uh, asked them to pick up some students. Because again, we were youth pastors. They were leaders in the youth ministry. And she asked them to pick up some youth. Like, not just one person, not, but both of them. Not, not, not a guy and a guy, but a guy and a girl. But because she was setting, you know, and, and it's funny because I, th- I think church people are like the worst at this, right? It's like, you know, like God told me, right? We, we like to pull the God card out when it comes to setting people out. And so, yeah, I think, you know, like, I think God told me that you guys should also like, 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 like lead, a, lead a group of young people. I lead a small group. And so they led a small group together. And, uh, and now many years later, they're, they're married. And uh, some of you are thinking, sign me up to lead a small group, right? There's small group training, and you just need to go out next steps and, and, and take that next step because you never know where it's going to lead you. Um, I actually set up my wife, uh, set up my wife with someone uh, many years ago before we were married, dating, or doing anything, you know. It's hard to believe that she liked someone before me. Um, but I set her up with a friend of mine who came to me saying, you know, I think like, I like Lisa. Like, she's like amazing. And, and I was like, yeah, she is amazing. Yeah, you should go after her. Like, and we were friends. We worked at a coffee shop. I, I mean, I knew her from the moment I got saved, but we were just friends, right? 
Like, you should totally, like, she likes Mexican food. She likes these flowers. Like, you should go for it. And then I'm at Lisa uh, working at the coffee shop. Again, we, the, the famed barista, you know, the barista where it all kind of happened. Um, but we're, we're, I'm making, I'm like, you should go after so-and-so. Like, he, I, you know, I, I think there's something there, right? Because that's what we do. We like to set people up so that maybe sparks will fly. There'll be that aha moment. And they would come to realize that, that they're the one. And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, I'm going to place matchmaker. I'm going to set them up. When all of a sudden, a few, uh, all of a sudden, a few weeks goes by, and uh, I went to call Lisa to hang out because, right, we're just friends. And I'm like, hey, why, hey well, let's go watch a movie. And she's like, well, uh, I, I can't because I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with so-and-so. I'm like, well, well yeah, like, so what? Let, like, let's, no, 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 we're like, we're doing something together. And I'm like, what? No. Like, like something happens, like, no, no way. This is, this just doesn't feel right. And, um, I got upset. You know why I was upset? I was upset because I had set them up and, and I had told this person how amazing she was, but I had feel, I had failed to realize how amazing she was for myself. I was upset because I wanted her all for myself. <laughs> I was upset because I failed to see her in a certain way. And long story short, they broke up and then they had sparks. We had a flaming combustion. And uh, the rest is history. And uh, Matthew chapter 14 is, is a setup. It's a story that's there throughout the Gospels to, as I believe it's, it's, it's there for us, but I believe it's there for the disciples because it shows uh, Jesus setting up his disciples, orchestrating a situation, orchestrating a circumstance to show the disciples and to show us even today who he really is. That he is truly the son of God, that he is the God of breakthrough, that he's the God that can get, it through, get, get you through it all, whatever you're going through, whatever storm you're facing, whatever struggle you're facing, whatever, uh, whatever challenge is in front of you, that God can get you through it all the way. He's the way maker. There's a story in Matthew chapter eight that Josh preached a few weeks ago, which was phenomenal. I encourage you to go to Facebook and listen to it as he was talking about Jesus with the disciples in a boat. This story is very similar. In Matthew chapter eight, Jesus uh, is in a boat. There's a boat in a storm. The disciples are in that boat. They're afraid. And, and the story ends with Jesus calming the storm and the disciples confessing, who is this man? Matthew chapter 14, again, there's a boat. There's disciples in the boat. There's a storm, there's raging waters, but Jesus is not in the boat. And the story ends with the disciples confessing, not who is this man, but confessing and declaring truly he is the son of God. In fact, they get on their knees and they start worshiping him. After this whole story and scenario and this, this circumstance comes to a close, they're worshiping Jesus for the first time as the son of God. That's why this story is so powerful. Because it reveals, it's a setup. As Jesus, as they're in the, the, the boat, as they're in the storm, as they're going through raging waters, as, as the Bible says in Matthew, excuse me, Mark chapter 6, it's the fourth watch of the night. What is the fourth watch of the night? It's, it's between 3 and 6 a.m. It's the darkest moment of the night. It's dark. They're, they're at a distance from the land, three or four miles away from shore. They can't see Jesus. 
They don't even know where Jesus is. They're a little bit discouraged, I think, because, because they're thinking, I just gave my life to Jesus and, and, and he's the Messiah, but, but w- wait a second, I don't even, where, where is he? And they're afraid as we, as every story, as you know, the story's in three gospels and all three gospels, it records them being afraid, not just afraid, it's, it's, it's a deeper word than that. They were terrified full of fear, crippling fear, anxiety, wondering, am I going to make it through? Can I get through this? Am I going to die? Is this it for me? Is my life over? Come on, how many of you have ever been in a season in your life and, and thought, is this it? Is my life over? Is this the end of it? Is this the report? Am I going to be sick? Am I, am I going to die? Is this relationship going to be over? Is my marriage going to be over? Is this it? Maybe you took a head and you're thinking, looking at your finances and you're th- thinking, man, is this it? You lost a job and you're thinking, is this it? but you got to recognize that God can get you through it all because it's at this moment when it's the darkest, when they can't see, when they're terrified, when they don't know what's going on. Come on, it's a setup because it's at this moment where Jesus arrives on the scene and he's standing on the very thing that's overwhelming the disciples. He's not God in the boat. He's God out of the boat standing on the very thing that's trying to take them out. That's the God we serve. And the Bible says they didn't even recognize him. They thought it was a ghost. They couldn't even see him. Come on, isn't that the gospel? When we don't see Jesus, when we're not looking for him, he's coming right at us. He's there. He's, he heard the cry. That's what Mark says. He says he, he heard their cry and he went after them. They didn't even see him. They didn't even recognize him. This is the Jesus we serve. This is the God that we get to serve. There's a few declarations and, and prayers that I just want to f- help frame in this thought as uh, you're going through with your journey with Jesus, just to encourage you. Um, I want to quote Paul's words. The Apostle Paul made the, this declaration that we all know. It's a great scripture in Philippians chapter 4, and it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the Apostle Paul. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. What do, what do, what do you mean by all things, God? Do you mean like if I, if I uh, you know, in order, like, can, can I like dunk a basketball? Like, can I do that? Can I like, can, can I, that's all things, right? No, what, what God is saying is, in fact, that word all things comes from a, a, a Greek word, a phrase that means a part of the whole. Now, whatever part you're going through in your journey, in your whole journey of life, every single part God can take you through. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love King David. And I read this in Psalms chapter 23, but in, in his, I just want to read verse four again from a different translation. And it says, Lord, this is King David, Psalms 23, Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and you lead me through all the way. He leads you through all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. I have a declaration, a prayer um, that I've been praying, that I'm believing for my life, for your life. And it's, it goes like this. I believe that the God of the Bible is the God of breakthrough. How many of you believe that? 
that the God of the Bible is the God of breakthrough. The God of the Bible is the God that can part the Red Seas. The God of the Bible is the one that can extract water from a rock that can call darkness and make it light, that can bring life out of death. It's the God of miracles. It's the God of breakthrough. It's the God that can conquer armies. It's the God that can multiply five loaves and two fish. It's the God that can provide. It's the it's God of breakthrough. And I recognize that he is my God. That's right. He's my God. He's on my side. He's for me, not against me. And so help me, Jesus, to trust you, that you have the ability to get me through it all. And I acknowledge that you are well able to take me through whatever challenges comes my way. Because again, he's with me. He's with you. He's on your side. Whatever challenges whatever problems you're facing, whatever struggle you're going through. And I said this first service, but the problem with problems is that there's always going to be problems. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something you're facing. I don't care who you are. You're going to experience challenges, struggles, situations, circumstances, walls that you come against that you're going to have to go through, seasons in life when you think, oh my goodness, God, where are you? And it's, you got to remember who God really is. He's the God of breakthrough. He's the God that can help you overcome whatever challenges. He's the God that can get you through it all. In Matthew chapter 14, again, it's in two of the other gospels. And I love this particular story because here you have um, Jesus coming on the scene, walking on water. They're terrified. They're afraid. They're scared. Then Jesus says a few words. He says these words. He says, um, fear not, fear not, take courage. Why? Because it is I, it is I. And such a powerful statement because those, that phrase, it is I, those three words, it's actually a poor translation from, from the original language in the Greek. It's actually not three words, it is I, it's two words, ego eimi which actually is another translation from a Hebrew word, which is not two words, it's one word. So it went from one word in the Hebrew to two words in the Greek to three words in English, it is I. But if we were to go back to the original word in the Hebrew, it's actually that one word. What is that one word? That one word is Yahweh. I am. I am. So Jesus arrives on the scene. Take courage. Why? Because I am. And this was the moment. This was the setup. I told you how, how important this story was in the whole scheme of the gospel because it was at this moment where the, the, the disciples went from just friends to, oh my goodness, he is the Lord. He's the son of the living God. He is, I am. Well, what does that mean to me? Well, everything. Why? Because he is everything. He's everything. This story is about Jesus. This book, our life, everything we do is because of Jesus. And the same word, the same name that he gave Moses in Exodus chapter three, when Moses had an encounter with a burning bush and God said, I am, gave him his name. This is that moment. This was the moment where, this was the burning bush moment for the disciples when sparks begin to fly and they begin to realize, my goodness, the way that I can get through it all, the way that I can get to the other side of this, of this, of this lake, it's through God. The way that you can get through it all is once you recognize not just that God is above it all, but that he's your all in all. He's your all in all. 
And the point of the story is not so that, oh yeah, they can get to the other side and, and go on to their destiny and go on to fulfill their purpose. No, the point of the story is Jesus is the destination. It wasn't, oh yeah, they're gonna arrive on the other side. No, when you meet Jesus, you have arrived. Why? Because he is the way. He is the life. No one can come to the Father but through him. And this story, you know, one part of the story is that really gets preached a lot. And, and I actually like it. it. It plays well in pulpits and there's books written about it. And, and it's the story of Peter, you know, because after this story, you know, after that, that phrase, when God says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Peter says, gets, stands up in the boat and says, God, can I come? If you say come, let me come. And he takes this huge step of faith. He's on the water and he's walking on water. And we're like, wow, that's so awesome. I mean, how many of you have ever walked on water? How many of you have ever tried? Come on, you can be honest. Thank you, Malina. I've tried. And you're like, ah, oh, I mean, I have faith. Well, what a powerful moment. And we appreciate, man, if you want to get out of, walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. And he did this, a great, Peter did this great, amazing thing. And I'm not downplaying it, but I want to upplay Jesus because the story is about Jesus. Because when Peter sinks, God lifts him up. Jesus lifts him up. They get on the boat. And what happens next? They all get on their knees and they start worshiping Jesus. They don't even talk about what Peter just did. They don't even mention it. I mean, Peter doesn't even, like, did he dry off? I mean, he's damp, he's wet, he's so, I mean, he actually sunk. I mean, did he feel like a failure? And here he is, he's, they're just worshiping. Gee, why? Because he's I am. He's everything. You know, there's, you know, there's a story where Moses leaves, and we all know the story of Moses, I mean, I watched Prince of Egypt with my kids so many times. You know, it's, it's Moses, a.k.a. Val Kilmer, the actor, the voice, going up to Pharaoh, asking, let my people go, let my people go, let my people go, right? We all know the story. Why? Why did God lead Israel through, through, through the wilderness, through, excuse me, through the wilderness, through the Red Sea? Why did God let his people go? Well, God said to Moses, yeah, let my people go. And we always... Preach that, let my people, but there's another phrase to that sentence. Just read it, Exodus chapter nine, verse one. God tells Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go, why? So that they may worship me. So that they may worship me. Why? Because when you meet Jesus, you have arrived. And who he is eclipses anything he'll ever do in your life. Peter just walked on water and they weren't saying, hey, Peter, are you gonna start walking on waterministries.com? I mean, are you going to write a book? Are you going to blog about it? Man, they, they, they weren't even, they, it was not even, it's not even mentioned in the other gospels. John doesn't even mention it. Mark doesn't even mention it. Why? Because Jesus is everything. And once you realize that, that you can get through it all, when he's above it all, and when he's your all in all, when you realize, man, he's everything, when you realize, man, he, he comes to you at that moment of, of, even when you're sinking. I mean, the disciples, I mean, Peter sank. I can't imagine, you know, I wonder if he felt like a failure as, as fear crept into him and he saw the waves crashing and he saw the, the waters roaring again as the wind was against him and fear began to 
fill his heart as he got his eyes off of Jesus and he began to sink. Come on, how many of you have ever felt like that? You just, you, you felt like you've sunk. You felt like you've, man, you just, I, I didn't quite make it. God doesn't even bring it up. God says, believe, it's, it's okay. It's in that, those moments in life when it's difficult, when there's a struggle, when you're straining, when it's the darkest, and when you've even sunk, that God shows up and lifts you up and you realize who he really is. It's in those moments. That's why Paul said, you know, I don't boast in my strength, but I boast in my weakness. What's he saying? He said, I don't boast when I'm walking on water. I boast when I'm sinking because I recognize that God, I can't do this without him. You know, weaknesses is is nothing more than a reminder that we need God. And the story is about Jesus. This journey is about Jesus. He's the way maker. And some of you, you're stuck. There's a struggle. There's fear. There's anxiety. Maybe there's a sickness. There's a relationship. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you're in pain. Maybe you're in depression. I don't know, whatever you're going through in life, it's dark. Maybe you feel distant. You're just, God, I don't even see you. I don't even know where you are. But guess what? He hears your cry. Because at the cry of the disciples, Jesus, on the water. I'm going to end with a story. You know, there's a couple, last week I was, um, Lisa and I were on our way to a a friend's birthday party downtown. We're few minutes from downtown Denver, two minutes away from the restaurant. And we live 45 minutes away from downtown in traffic. And we finally get there and my wife's all dolled up and we're like, yeah, that's right. Too bad for so-and-so. And I was joking. <laughs> and we're, uh, we're, 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 I cracked myself up. Uh, we're going, we're going to this party and then we get a phone call from our youngest son, Elijah. And he's, he's just cry. It was like, ah. And it was not, not a normal. It was like immediate fear, cry, cry for help. Mom. And my heart stopped because I have no clue what's going on. I, I, all I know is I, I hear fear and I hear a cry. And so I stop, literally go on to, I turn on to oncoming traffic right by Avante and, and Highlands, get off the freeway, turn around on oncoming tra- traffic, get right back on the freeway. And I, I don't even know, I didn't even wait to hear what the issue was. I just heard his cry and whew, I'm headed home. And my wife has her cell phone on, on speakerphone and we're on the phone the whole way there and we're comforting him. Hey, it's just okay, it's gonna be okay, what happened? And it turns out he had, um, he had some earbuds with a rubber tip and he pulled him out and the rubber tip fell off into his ear and he tried to get it out and it just got deeper. And we're on our way home and we're on, he's on mute and I'm calling the doctor and I'm saying, hey, can we come in emergency? Have you dealt with this? They're like, yeah, we, we deal with this a lot. And I'm like, okay, good. You know, what should we do? You know, should we go home? Do we get tweezers? Like, no, don't do that. Uh, but we have special tools and we'll be fine. We'll look at it. You know, worst case, you know, we'll have to flush it out. But usually we, we, we have tools for this. So I'm like, okay, good. Finally get home 45 minutes later. We're, he's on the phone the entire time with us, speakerphone. We bring him to the car. We're driving to the hospital. He has these crocodile tears. He's not in anguish anymore and fear. We're comforting him. And my wife says, why, why are you crying? Like in a good, not like, why are you crying, son? You're a Trent, man up. No, no, that's, that, that would have been me. <laughs> it's 
that's, that's why God gave me Lisa, compassion, kind, caring. Um, and he's like, I just, I thought I'd, I would never hear again. He had this fear that this is it. This is the way it's going to be. And then I, I hear him saying that to Lisa, and I'm like, no, everything's, that's, that's not it. And yeah, the dog, they deal with this all the time. They got tools. You're going to be okay. You're going to be just right. You're going to be okay. And I feel like the disciples were in a scenario like this. As the waves were roaring, as the winds were blowing, <coughs> they thought, is this it? Is this it? And God's looking up at heaven thinking, ah, they have no clue. I got this under control. Come on, that's the God we serve. Some of you, is this is it? Am I going to be, God's saying, I, no, it's going to be okay. Whatever storm is raging, whatever darkness you're in, whatever struggle, whatever straining, whatever, whatever you're striving, whatever fear is gripping your heart. I think some of you have real fear crippling. Fear, it amazes me. Time and time again, hearing how many people struggle with anxiety and fear. God's up in heaven thinking, everything's going to be okay. You can get through this. I just want to encourage you with that this morning. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Uh, go ahead, uh, cl- close your eyes, bow your heads, and if this <clears throat> resonated with you at all, you're up against the wall. You're at a, a dark place. You feel distant from God. Doubt is creeping in. You feel like you're sinking. You feel like you've taken some hits in life and there's, you're in a challenge, a real challenge. And you know what? That's just it. It's a challenge. And I love to see, and I feel like God's saying, challenge me again. See what happens if they take another swing. God's on your side and he's standing in your corner and he has his boxing gloves on and he's saying, go go ahead, take another swing. I'm on your side. You can get through this. I'll fight your battles. He's the God of healing. He's the God of, he's your provider. He's your healer. He's for you. He's not against you. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are, I am. And if that's you this morning, if you just need, I am a reminder, encouragement. You need fear to be lifted up, anxiety to be released. Lift up your hands, not to me, but to Jesus. When I count to three, one, two, three. Come on, if that's you. Between you and God, thank you, Jesus. Come on, he sees that hand. He sees that struggle. He sees you straining. He wants to bring a calm to your storm. Come on, I just speak a calmness to your spirit and to your situation. Come on, it's a setup. He's just setting you up so that he can show you who he really is. Thank you, God. You are the son of the living God. And anything that's overwhelming them right now, we lift off in the name of Jesus. You are the God of breakthrough. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, come on. Um, Let's just continue this. A lot of hands, but let's just stand to our feet and let's lift up every hand to Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, as we begin to worship one last time. Come on. As we lift up our hands, an act of surrender. God, you are all. You are everything. Let's worship.